Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for all this delicious and healthy food that you've given us today. I thank you for the time of fellowship that we have had together in your name. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for giving us new life. Thank you for reconciling us with the Father. Uh, thank you for being a bridegroom king. We thank you for your body that was broken for us and your blood that cleanses us. We remember your sacrifice and and we thank you. Father, thank you for your presence that's right here among us that is just tangible right now. We we choose your, your ways. We confess that we are yours. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. So continue to guide our steps. And transform us for your glory. Amen. We'll we'll start... This one over here. In the early church when they had the love feast, uh, they were remembering the Lord's Last Supper with his disciples. And it it was essentially their, their observance of the Lord's Supper. Uh, since... <laughs> Since our tradition uh, has become something a little different, I thought we'd just combine the two today <laughs> so we all feel like we've we've partaken and we can we can do this together today. Uh, Barbara, good good job on the communion setup. We had exactly the right number. <laughs> oh, do we? Okay. <laughs> okay, did everybody get everything? I just invite you to give thanks to Jesus for his broken body as we know that by his stripes we are healed yes Jesus we thank you for your body that was broken for us we remember your sacrifice now I invite you to thank Jesus for his blood that was shed for us Jesus, we thank you 
for your blood that washes us, cleanses us. Thank you that our, our sins are removed from us as far as the east is from the west. We remember your sacrifice and we thank you. So, uh, last week I, I shared some things uh, from when Mark was here. Uh, some things that he and I had talked about in sort of processing our our identity. And, and I want to share some of that again because I, I know some people weren't here. Uh, but I, I also want to uh, sort of give you the benefit of another week of processing and, and reflection on, on my part. <laughs> uh, how this fits in with what God has said about us over the last couple of years. There, there are some things about our, our identity that, that we've heard numerous times that, that I think are, are key to, to who we are. Uh, things like uh, being a prototype. Uh, um, <clears throat> a prototype is, this is a different definition from uh, a dictionary, a first, a type, or a preliminary model of something especially a machine from which other forms are developed and copied. Uh, and there's, there's always a refinement process. Uh, there, there is almost never a single prototype. <laughs> because you, you build a prototype and you figure out what works and what doesn't, and then you build another prototype with the knowledge that you gained from the first, and, and that's a process that just continues until finally you have something that works and, and is a final product. Pioneers, that's, that's another word spoken over us. Uh, a person who is among the first to explore or settle a new country or area. Synonyms. Colonist, colonizer, frontiersman, explorer, trailblazer. We, we've heard most of those uh, spoken over us. Uh, and I, I think those, these words I'm giving you, they, they are elements of, of who we are, who, who God is forming us into being. Uh, forerunners. A person or thing that precedes the coming or development of someone or something else. Example, the icebox was a forerunner of today's refrigerator. Yeah. And explorers. Uh, a person who explores an unfamiliar area, an adventurer. Um, <clears throat> Example, a polar explorer. So, <clears throat> we, we aren't those things in, in the natural. Okay? We, we are those things in, in the spiritual. 
So we are called to be those who explore new things in the kingdom, things that we have not yet experienced, things that maybe we don't know anyone who has experienced. Maybe we have read about people who have experienced those things. Uh, and that's, that's the way the early uh, physical explorers were. <laughs> you know, they were, they were exploring parts of the world that no one had ever seen, and they would, they would look on the records of those who had been close by, maybe those who previously had been there. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I want you to think about that in, in spiritual terms. Uh, and, and then I, I was thinking about the pioneers. You know, the, the people who were part of the Oregon Trail, uh, that whole migration. And, and this, this, is, uh, <clears throat> this is a key part of understanding uh, what Mark and I were talking about. Because as, as I've had more time to reflect, I, I think what I was saying last week, and I am going to repeat some of that this week, uh, <clears throat> about us being a, an apostolic resourcing community, that's more the expression of who we are in our relating to others. Who, who we are is pioneers, forerunners, prototypes, explorers. Because we are that, we, we can be, if, let, let me even go a little bit further. Be, because that's who we are, and, and if we are actually fulfilling that in, in the spirit, if, if we are being prototypes, pioneers, forerunners, explorers in the spirit, then we will have things in the spirit, in the kingdom, to be resource to other people, to, to other individuals, to other churches, to other cities. Uh, that's... <clears throat> It's, it's all coming together and making a lot more sense to, to me. Uh, that, that if we fulfill our role as prototypes and pioneers and, and forerunners in the spirit, and, and we, we come to possess things in the spirit and the kingdom that, that we didn't possess before, and, and that are sometimes rare because that's what prototypes, pioneers, forerunners do. <laughs> they, they take new ground in, in the spiritual realm. Then it, it makes sense that, that we could be an apostolic resourcing community pulling others along sharing what the Lord has given us because that's exactly what the pioneers did. 
You know, they, they left the comfort of the life that they had known. And they got in a wagon. Most of them sold everything they had. They, they got in a wagon with <clears throat> some horses and, and maybe some oxen, some cattle. And they set out for places unknown. Uh, they, they didn't know what they were going to encounter. They, they didn't know what it was going to be like. They, they didn't know if they were going to make it. Because quite a few of them didn't. Uh, <clears throat> but, but the other thing, this, this is a key part of, of our understanding. And, and I think it, it was one of the keys to the success of the pioneers. Is... That, that the people who left the comfort of the life they had known, the, the places that were already settled, uh, they, they weren't going just for themselves. Okay? They wanted their children and grandchildren to have a new life. That is why they went. Because they, they thought there was more. <laughs> they thought it could be better. And, and they were willing to make the sacrifices to get there and, and to blaze a trail which others would then follow. But, I mean, the reality is that not everybody's a pioneer. Not everybody can be. Uh, some people blaze a trail and, and many follow. Uh, and that's, that's the thing about forerunners. So... <clears throat> You know, if, if you're sitting here today, uh, you, you have been willing to leave the comfort of the church life that, that you've known for, for something that, that was unknown. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm blessed to be in community with, with all of you. Uh, <clears throat> because we we have been pioneers together. <laughs> uh, God has been doing something in us and, and among us, transforming us, making us into something that we weren't before. And, and it has been the journey that has gotten us there. <laughs> Just like the, the old pioneers on, on the Oregon Trail. By, by the time they got to Oregon or California or Washington, uh, they were not the same people who, who left uh, Independence, Missouri. <laughs> they, they were not. They, they had encountered things. Uh, they had overcome things. Uh, <clears throat> 
They found strength that they didn't know was there. Uh, and, and so it's with, with this understanding now uh, that I, I want to encourage us uh, to continue to be prototypes, to, to continue to go after things in the spiritual realm that, that we have not yet attained. Because there, there is uh, <clears throat> a ministry for us as, as a prototype, as an apostolic resourcing center, uh, the, because this, this has got to be our whole attitude, is we, we are going for it, not, not just for ourselves. We're, we're going to make sacrifices and we're going to take spiritual ground for the sake of those who will come behind us. And our, our whole purpose in it is, is to bring them along. And, and that, that is the heart of Christ Jesus for, for us is is to do that, to to keep going, and <clears throat> I, I I'd like to share uh, just a little bit of a, a word that I got when uh, Tom and Jana were here uh, a few weeks ago for the healing rooms, and I I showed up and received some prophetic ministry. Uh, and uh, one of the guys in the room uh, who I, I didn't know at all. Uh, I don't think I'd ever met him before. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, he, he was like the third one to speak. And, and he said, uh, you know, you... I should have just played it. <laughs> it would have been a lot easier. Uh, he said, "You you have gone your own way. Uh, you you have not gone the way uh, that other people have gone, and it has been the way that God wanted you to go. And it's it's worked out really great for you because God has been there every step of the way." And and you're you're called to be different. You're you're called to be uh, someone who goes against the grain. Uh, and and he said, and you know the Lord wants to encourage you not to go back to to the normal way. <laughs> to to keep following the Spirit because He's been leading you uh, the, the whole way, the whole journey. And uh, that was very encouraging uh, to me. And uh, you know, that, that was just right before Mark got here. 
and and then we had the opportunity to to process some things together um, and so uh, as I processed more this week I I want to speak this verse over all of us because it this is is going to have new meaning for all of us in the context of, of what I've been sharing and it's Proverbs 25 2 It's the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search them out. And, and that, that's who we're called to be. You, you're called to be the kings who, who search things out. That's who I'm called to be. Uh, I'm called to be a king who searches things out and doesn't follow the ruts that are in the road, but goes off the trail. And, you know, the, there's a reason I, I love to do the things I love to do for recreation. Going on the crazy four-wheel drive trails and exploring places that hardly anybody has ever been or goes. And, and on a mountain bike, doing doing the same thing is it's how God wired me. I I love that stuff, and, and so that's why God has called me to lead a company like this. And and if if we will really grab hold of of this identity that the Lord has given us. then we will, he will do something like he did with Gideon and his company through us. And, and I, I believe the Lord wants to restore something through us. I, I don't know exactly what that is, but I, I know he wants us to keep pressing on and in to the things that he, he puts in our hearts, the things that he puts before us. And, and it's for all of us. It's, it's not just for me. Any questions, comments so far? Yes, Lynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and, and this... This Graham Cook study, the Game Changers study that many of us uh, have been doing, it, there are so many tools uh, the Lord is giving us through, through that. That, you know, when, when you start to encounter things that, that are difficult, uh, I, I'm responding way differently. Okay, God, what are you showing me here? What are you trying to teach me? What spiritual gifts, fruits, do I need more of right now so you come out instead of how I might normally respond? And that's progress. <laughs> I, I got to say. That God has been showing me for a long time, but Mark put words into it. And that it's 
this is your appointed time. So step into it now. Quit having a waiting game with God because he's just waiting for you to step out. And you're not necessarily going to feel the anointing or, but just, this is my appointed time, God said. And then, and I believe that the journey that we've been on is teaching all of us, just step out and do it because you've got the tools. You know who you are. You know who Christ is. You know what his will is because you are. That's good. <laughs> Well, let me, uh, <clears throat> for, for the benefit of those who weren't here last week, I'm going to share uh, a little more on uh, being the Apostolic Resourcing Center. Because it, it seemed like that Sunday night when Mark was here, and we had that joint service at the old Sunnyside, that uh, when a group of us got up and, and prayed over uh, a bunch of Jason's team and, and Jason to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that it just seemed to me like we stepped into uh, a part of our identity, that <clears throat> this is something the Lord wants us to do. And, and I know we're going to be doing Encounter Weekends Again, uh, and I, I see us bringing leaders from other churches in and, and just ministering to them for an encounter weekend and, and, and just seeing, because, <clears throat> see, the transformation that the Lord wants to bring in Cheyenne, it, it's going to take the, the whole church to do. And so the, the heart of the bridegroom is, is that all of the church would, would flourish and, and move forward more in, into the things of the kingdom, the things of the spirit. And, and we're called to be a catalyst for, for that. So... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I'm probably just going to read some of these statements because some of them are, are just that, statements. Uh, so, being an apostolic resourcing center, it's more about our mindset and what we do, how we relate to others, than about redefining who we are as a community. I, I think I made that kind of clear uh, with what I shared at, at first. Uh, we are a Gideon company, and there's there's more for me and for us to understand about who we are from that story. Uh, there there still is, and <laughs> I know Arnie's been digging into it, and I I plan to dig deeper into that as well. Uh, that we're we're called to not be a normal church. Uh, we have permission to step outside the box. It, it's a requirement for us that, that when we try to be normal, it's painful for us. Because we, we kind of cringe and because we know that's not what we're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so what if we are called as a group to all seven of the seven mountains rather than just the church mountain? And that's not a what if, that <laughs> we, we are. Uh, we are called to all seven cultural mountains where, where many churches focus all their efforts on, on the, the religion or the church mountain. Uh, we're called to impact all seven. Uh, and I, I see a, a mini Joseph company starting for business and government leaders uh, who, who we can minister to uh, prophetically yes uh, uh, we are more called to open doors and initiate things and help disciples of Jesus move into their calling and destiny than we are to just disciple new believers. Uh, Mark suggested that we let Sunday be a time of creating opportunities for our people to be involved in resourcing one another for calling to their individual mountains and practicing what we want to be doing the rest of the week. Uh, so press into community gathering times like this rather than just typical Sunday morning meetings. Uh, we are called to be connectors, facilitators, mobilizers, and equippers for the body of Christ and the other six mountains in Cheyenne and the region. Uh, Mark felt uh, Joel chapter 2 was very significant for us as a people. Uh, I feel like Proverbs 25.2 is very important for us as a people. Uh, he also uh, said Isaiah 65.8, which is the new wine is in the cluster of grapes. Uh, <clears throat> I believe that is speaking to the release of new wine. Uh, that release of new wine is going to be to a community, not a person. Because there are some things that are too big for a person to ask for, too big for a person to receive. It, they have to be received by a community. And if, if the new wine is in the cluster of grapes, then the new wineskin either is in or is the cluster of grapes. Uh, it's it's got to be that way. Uh, and uh, Mark had three words for Hope Church in Casper, uh, but he also felt like those same three words were were for us health, wealth, and stealth. Health. Uh, <laughs> show me another <laughs> group of people <laughs> where 
where you could find this kind of healthy food, uh, you're not going to find them. <laughs> not that I know of, anyway. Uh, wealth, uh, that's kind of what Chris was talking about. Uh, the Lord has the resources. And, and when we're pursuing what, what he wants done, in faith, those, those resources are going to be released. And we've, we've got to remember that need does not release the resources of heaven. Okay? Otherwise, we'd have, like, Sudan, Ethiopia. Resources of heaven will be pouring in to those places just because of their need. But need alone does not release the resources of heaven. Faith releases the resources of heaven. Uh, <clears throat> so that's, that's for us. And then stealth is spiritual warfare and prayer. <laughs> Doing, accomplishing things in the open from the secret place. That, that is stealth. <laughs> and that's, that's definitely part of what we're called to. Uh, I, I think that's just about all <laughs> that I felt like I needed to share. But does all this make a little more sense now? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so it's, what, what I really wanted to make sure you got is that the message that that I got from Mark and from our talking and processing together, it, I I don't see it as as a shift in who we're called to be. Uh, I I see it as just the next step in the expression of who God has been saying we are <laughs> for the last two or three years. And, and this is what the outworking of that looks like as, as we relate to other people, other churches, um, other cities even. So, I'll open it up for questions or comments one more time and then we have a couple people to minister to. Okay, well, uh, I congratulate Barbara and Vanji for uh, volunteering. Yeah, <laughs> you you are. <laughs> so uh, yeah, our assignment was to press in to the Lord uh, and pray for Vanji and Barbara this week and and see what the Lord would want to say to encourage them. <laughs> so, uh, I th that's been kind of fun, uh, I thought. So, uh, so who would like to go first? 
uh, and share, share something. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, uh, okay, okay, I... I was going to say, I don't think that's quite true, Barbara. <laughs> okay. I think we're recording this anyway, right? Okay. Yeah, we are recording it, too. So, yeah. Do we still... Yeah, we still have a high chair over here. <laughs> okay, Barbara, you can... You can sit in this chair if you would like to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I figured uh, I would honor you first. And as I've been praying for you this week, the first thing the Lord highlighted was that he sees you. And that in your loneliness, he's right there with you. You're never alone. Sometimes, um, when you're working with your group, you really love those people, but the Lord loves them more. And he wants you to know that. And the verse that he gave you for you is, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due time, you will reap what you have sown. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, who's next? Okay, I'll go next. The word I kept hearing for you, Barbara, was faithfulness. And I think that the Father sees faithfulness in you and says, that's my character. She's grasped it. She's just like me. And it gives him great joy. But there's also a greater measure of faithfulness of him to you that he wants you to experience. Not just the faithfulness of a father, but the faithfulness of a husband is what he wants to reveal to you as he cares for you. This is my eldest sister. Um, <laughs> Barbara came into my life like a <clears throat> hurricane. <laughs> and it hasn't stopped. She has given me so many tools and so much wisdom. And at a time in my life when I was desperate because I knew the Lord had plans for me but <clears throat> I've never just had to sit and when he says be still and know you need to be still and know but like with joy the thing that 
um, that means so much to me is that the Lord loves you as a spouse. And in those moments that we doubt or we fear, he's there. And he's more than anything you have ever had before. And you know that. And the small group that, that you started in our are working with the people. I am totally amazed every time we sit down together. And I am so thankful that um, you speak truth. I teach children, you teach adults, but it's the same thing. When you teach, you need to make sure you're teaching the right thing. And to never hesitate to say, don't take my word for it. Search it out. Uh, but uh, he's not done with you yet. <laughs> he's, yes, yes. And those things that we talked about that where I wanted to see you and what an impact you would make on the women in this community. Because you have that. You, you light up wherever you are. And we need more of that. And uh, I know that you don't particularly like Cheyenne in Wyoming, but it sure loves you. <laughs> you are my hero. Who's, who's next? Barbara, I just see the Lord pouring in new revelation with you, and that's what I got for you. Yeah, that's the word I heard too, was new. There's something new coming in. He's equipping you. He's giving you the tools and just go for it. You have that peace. No matter what storm comes, no matter what, if it's windy out, you've, you've got that peace. You can stand firm. Stand firm in who he is. So right now, Barbara, in the mighty name of Jesus, I break off any and all assignments of the enemy against you that has brought any resistance and any weariness into you, any doubt, right now I break it off in Jesus' name. And I fling wide the gates to set you free. And I breathe life into you right now. I hear revelation. I hear revelation. The Lord says, uncover me. Be authentic with me and allow me to uncover you, but uncover me. Like this? Hello. Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. 
May the Lord be gracious to you all the days of your life. And may the Lord give you his peace. I get hunger and thirst for the Lord only so that he, when that revelation comes through, it's, that's what drives you, the hunger and thirst to know. Your diligence and faithfulness are pleasing to the Lord. As you spend time with him and studying his word, he's going to give you increased revelation like a person digging deep for gold, being richly rewarded. I think that's three witnesses on that. So <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> what I got when you announced that you were one of the two, I, I got Vanji yesterday, but today was wisdom wisdom to share Somebody just recently said, God's not done with you yet. Um, I was reading through Psalms recently, and still am. Um, and I came across these verses. Which encourage me, because I'm in this category as well. But uh, I think many of us in this room are. Psalm 92 Verse 12 through 15 says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So when I was looking at this, those who still bear fruit in old age and are fresh and flourishing are those who are righteous and who are planted in the house of the Lord. And you are both. Um, and then the purpose in verse 15 for us still bearing fruit and being fresh and flourishing is to declare that the Lord is upright and he is our rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And then scripture itself gives another witness in Psalm 103. And what we should all be familiar with the first few verses here. 
Verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So, I don't mean to pick on Barbara by quoting these verses about being a little more mature, but I want to just release that word over this body, because as I look at us, there are not a whole lot of us who are under 40, okay? And some of us are, like myself, are way past 60, so um, I think we all need to stand on these verses, you know, that God is not done with us yet. You know, in fact, Scripture tells us in Titus that the older women are to teach the younger women. You know, Paul talks of himself as a father to Timothy and to Titus and to um, Silas. And he worked with them as a father works with his children. He talks about that in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3. Um, so I think part of what God has called us to be as a body, we are more mature people. And God wants to use that maturity, our life experience. We've seen the good and the bad. You know, we've seen a lot of religion. We've seen a lot of things that are not good. And we know the dangers of that. But we also are coming into a new relationship, a new depth of intimacy with the Lord that he wants to release through us. So, there you go. Barbara, I just want to say that I have been around you. I sense a, a presence of openness, of the ability to come and speak with you whenever I need to, and just the, the love of the Lord. Um, uh, it, it's a special gift that I believe the Lord's put on you, that we are able to sense that presence of the Lord in you, and the peace and the openness that you have as I, as I share. Um, I just want to thank the Lord for that gift that he's given you and that you, uh, that you are a blessing to all of us more than, than what I can tell you. That, but I do, I sense a, a loveness, kindness come from you. And I thank the Lord for that. I, I just have one thing to add to this. The Lord blesses you, and he puts his arms around you all the time. He wants you to know that he's there for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Barbara. All right, I'll, I'll finish then. So, uh, Barbara... It has really blessed the Lord how you have pursued your gift of teaching. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times the Lord gives people a gift and they, they just think automatically that 
that they're going to become fully mature in it, but you've you've pursued it, and and the Lord's blessed you in it, and and uh, and that has has blessed Him, and and as a result, I agree with whoever uh, I, th- I think it was Vanji who shared that scripture about continuing in faithfulness because you will reap a harvest yeah so I, I bless you Everybody here knows this about this woman, but what I appreciate about you is your great love and your generosity. When we went down to Denver last summer, I experienced your great love and your generosity, and you're very open to the Lord. And he loves you very much. He loves you more than you put out. And, and um, your willingness to give of yourself is a blessing to the body, to people that you come in contact with. You already know who you are, but you don't know who you are. You have walked in partially, walked in what God has called you, but you are a firebrand, 
and he's called you to come to your upgrade and to step into a new place because the things that were yesterday that hold you back are no more. You need to put them down and lay them down because they hinder you and hinder what he has for you and what he wants to do through you for his glory. And you already know that those things hinder you. Be ruthless. Put them down because you are a firebrand. And that means you are hotter than many, many, many people. Okay? You, you radiate the fire of the Lord. That's a special thing. Don't put it underneath a bushel basket anymore. Okay? Jesus' name. I've seen so much growth in you, and it just really pleases the Lord. But I get increase. There's going to be more. Angie, I'm going to sing you a song. <laughs> you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. The Lord loves you so very much. Yeah, when I was praying over you, just saw this river just going along real smooth and then it just hit a spot like a little dam or a blockage and all of a sudden your faithfulness just broke through and then just the water came rushing down and it turned into a waterfall but just to let it burst forth just to increase that faithfulness know who you are that you're a warrior This is Isaiah 42:13. The Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will arouse a zeal like a man of war. He will utter a shout, yes. He will raise a war cry. He will prevail against his enemies. Yeah, Lord's fighting. He's fighting that battle for you. Just ask the Holy Spirit to widen your heart, to cause it to listen and to understand how much he loves you, that his love would be perfected in you and would cast out all fear, 
because Vanji, you're an open vessel. He pours and he pours and he pours into you and you let it flow out. You let it flow to others and that's what he wants. So right now I declare and I ask God for more trust and for a bigger gift of faith so that you can walk in all the ways that he's called you to. And I declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. You, you are called to be a fiery one. <laughs> Puerto Ricans can do that. And I, and I, I just, I saw you in prayer, and you were praying in Spanish, so I had no idea what you were saying. But there was such an intensity. And the Lord wants you to release that. Don't hold back. He, he wants all that he made you to be. You, you don't have to hide any of it or cover any of it up. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I just, uh, I see more, more fullness coming for you. And uh, there's a verse that uh, is becoming a key for me in continuing to move forward, and it's it's going to be a key for you as well. And it's Colossians three one. Set your heart on things above, and set your mind on things above where the Lord is. And, and that's that's going to bring a, a new freedom and a new peace to you. two themes in there, fire and water. And fire and water both, they could be very good. You know, fire keeps you warm. Water um, gives you life. Or it could cause destruction. Fire and water can cause a lot of destruction, but God's going to use you for good. It's going to bring both those things together, and you're going to bring life. You're going to bring, bring God's, God's goodness against the enemy.
Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd release the fire that's in Vanjie's soul. God, that you release the fire. Fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. Stir it up. Let it go. Release it. the Lord to open up the gates of heaven and the floodgates that pour down upon you a peace and a joy for you to know the love that he has and and just a, a continuing walk in peace and joy we ask for that pouring down that he is leading every step that you take every action that you Thank you, Father, that my sister here has that peace and joy that can only come from you, from above. As you lead her and guide her, peace and joy upon her and her family. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for that. Love you, man. Who wants to pray over Vanji? <laughs> Even if you've already done it. <laughs> Okay, so who wants to go next week? <laughs> Phyllis? Okay, Phyllis and Allie. <laughs> it's, I, I'm surprised every hand didn't go up after this. I mean, really. Uh, but but this, this has been a really fun gathering. Uh, is this is who we're called to be, what we've been doing this last half hour or, or whatever. Uh, this is who we're called to be out there every day, where, wherever we find ourselves. Uh, just being attentive to heaven at all times. What's the Father doing? What's he saying? And then just step into it. And, and do it and say it.
Chris. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And and many times we when we have a word for someone we if we cover ourselves in humility it's a lot easier for them to take. Uh what what I a lot of times say to people is you know I I think sometimes I hear God and you know some people might call that crazy but uh I thought he might be saying something to you and and say that uh, rather than thus saith the Lord right now for you <laughs> uh, because and, and and Chris is exactly right you know we're not responsible for their response or even how other people respond uh, we're just re responsible to be obedient and if God's telling us to say something, he knows the situation, he knows the time, he knows more than we do. And I want to encourage you to, to speak into people's lives. Um, my granddaughter would rather, thought that she should go to a palm reader because she wanted somebody to speak into her. And I said, whoa, I can do that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I do that all the time into you. So people want to hear, and they'll go to the wrong place. So just tune, you know, be like that book, Translating God. I mean, open yourself up and stop people and say, you know what? I think God wants to tell you something, and I have a word. Because they're, they're starving. They'll go to the wrong place. I just wanted to say that uh, because of what you talked about earlier, Phil and I, I'm speaking for both of us, are here because we know this is where God wants us to be. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm sure glad. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I feel like we're done. Uh, we could play some worship songs, but... Uh, I feel like we had church <laughs> in in a better way than most times. Uh, so let's let's pray. Oh yes, we we have bottles from Life Choice. Uh, if you would like to take those home and fill them up and bring them back, uh, there they are. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm hmm Yeah. 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 I like the love feast. <laughs> we we will do this more. <laughs> and next week, remember, Allie and Phyllis. <laughs> Arnie. Uh I think we'll go back to 10.30.
uh, at least for next week. <laughs> and uh, I guess some people, I think, didn't get the message, so uh, we'll work a little bit harder. I, I intended to send out a reminder email yesterday, but I I never got, got that done. So, well, Father, I, I just thank you for today. Uh, I thank you for what you're doing in us and, and among us and what you're doing through us. Uh, Lord, we we bless Barbara and Vanjie. We thank you for them. Speak to us this week about Phyllis and Allie. Uh, continue to transform us and move us forward in, into new things as pioneers and prototypes and explorers and, and form us into uh, an apostolic resourcing community for the strengthening of your church in this region and the glory of your Son. Amen.